we're going to go over to Nuevo County right now, and up to Frankenmuth, Michigan. Uh, but we're going to run down to Birmingham right now, Birmingham, Michigan, Northwood University, and we'll uh, go over to South Haven, Delaney, Eastern Michigan University. So you'll be hearing us from all over the place, but that's the beauty of this broadcast. Now it's Chris Holman's business beat, and welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat, brought to you on the Michigan Business Network. Chris Holman here, and we're in our studios in downtown Lansing right now, joined by Matt Elliott. He's the president of Bank of America, Michigan, and Matt, it's uh, so good to have you on. You know, when people during COVID-19 were dealing with, you know, their general banking duties and and also catching up on a lot of things as well as dealing with COVID-19, you guys were in the process of making a $1.25 billion commitment to advance uh, racial equality and economic opportunity. Tell, tell me a little bit about what you've been doing there. Happy to do it, Chris, and thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You know, we've always been committed to economic mobility and racial equality, really because we know that we can only be as successful as the communities that we serve. But, you know, as the, as the conversation around race last year got much more deep and meaningful, we knew that we could do more. And so what we did is we initially committed a billion dollars over four years, but now we've increased that to a fifth. So it's a billion two fifty to drive economic mobility, mainly in communities of color. We're focused on health. We're focused on job reskilling and upskilling. We're focused on affordable housing and small business. And what we're really trying to do here, Chris, it's a little bit different than, than philanthropy. It's, it's not a check writing campaign. What we're really trying to do is, is find ways that we can make catalytic investments that will change things over a long period of time. And uh, we've been thinking about it a little bit differently. It's been a lot of fun. And we've made a lot of progress that I'm really proud of here in the state of Michigan. Well, you, you should be. The bank has made uh, some pretty deep investments in urban areas. Uh, for example, you know, the investment minority-owned uh, banks, uh, talk about how that's working in Detroit, if you would. I'd be happy to. So as part of this $1.25 billion, uh, we've made several commitments and in, in investments, not only in minority depository institutions, but also in, in startup and venture funds that are focused on uh, firms and, and that are started up and owned by uh, minorities. So as it relates to the investment in, uh, in minority-owned depository institutions, really First Independence was one of the first ones we approached. So First Independence is, uh, is one of the largest Black-owned banks in the country, and it's headquartered right here in, in Detroit. In fact, their CFO lives two doors down from me, as it turns out. Uh, and one of the great things about this kind of catalytic investment is that we make an equity investment, and then we also pair that up with a large deposit. And what that does is it expands the capital base of the bank, and which is largely focused on the minority community. And so what that does is help the organization further its mission. And then from there, what we try to do is create opportunities to work together. So for example, we invite those organizations into the deals that we syndicate, for example. Um, and so those are some of the things that we're doing to help expand their mission, which we think expands ours as well. So it's a win-win for both organizations. Well, it gets money in some needed areas too, which is uh, which is really important. Now, you guys believe pretty strongly in the work of non-economic or nonprofits. This is an area that gets ignored a lot, but it is an incredibly viable part of uh, of our economic cycle. Uh, tell me a little bit more about how Bank of America uh, is working with uh, local nonprofits. You know, nonprofits really help fill gaps that uh, the for-profit organizations don't necessarily fill or help people get onto the economic playing field, so to, so to speak. So we focus on economic mobility, largely around jobs and education and upskilling. Uh, we also focus on critical needs, you know, to help people really start to get ready to, be, to go to work. And then we also focus on arts and culture because we want to make Michigan and Detroit a great place to, to live. Uh, because placemaking is such a big part of it. So we've committed about $30 million in philanthropy here in, in Michigan over the last three years. And frankly, that number is going to increase 
uh, over the next few. So we're really excited about going to work and working with our nonprofit partners. Well, and as a kid who grew up in the Detroit area, trust me, that was the most vibrant city on the planet at one time. And it's nice to see it coming back there. Thanks for those efforts, as a matter of fact. Now, tell me a little bit about concerns and what you're most uh, maybe optimistic about in our economic recovery. You know, first and foremost, we've, we've weathered the, the economic uh, storm very, very well here, largely because we've had a manufacturing base and an agricultural sector that's, that's seen really good demand. And that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Longer term, the two things that really concern us and concern me, frankly, are number one, the state of our education system in the, in the state of Michigan. Uh, our educational outcomes are, are bottom quartile in the country across every segment, you know, both in, in, both in large cities as well in suburbs and, and rural areas. So we need to get better at that to help our, our, our citizenry uh, be successful. I'm also worried about declaring victory on the, on the pandemic too early. Um, you know, the governor has set forth a, a plan that's data-driven that helps us get back to normal based on vaccination rates. And the reason why that's important is that if we get enough of our, of our population vaccinated, then we don't have the ability of variants to, to, uh, to, uh, uh, to, to come back like the one that we're dealing with right now. So as long as we stay focused on the, on the health crisis and we stay focused on education, I think long-term we'll succeed. Well, I just talked to her the other day and she is stuck by her guns on that science uh, affiliation, which has been very good about it. Um, Let's let's take about a half minute here and talk about advancements in technology and how that has affected uh, banking. You know, uh, we've had about a year's worth or 10 years worth of digital adoption in a year. (laughs) Uh, Really, what we've had to do as everyone's gone remote is is create a, a, a deeper digital experience. We already have the best app uh, in, 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 in banking, but getting more clients to use it and having them come to us has really been fantastic. So creating a digital experience to go with the physical has been all about uh, what we've been about in the last year. Well, Matt, you guys have done a great job and thanks for spending time with us. Matt Elliott, President, Bank of America, Michigan. Keep up the good work, my friend. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. All right. We'll be right back on the Michigan Business Beat, which you are watching on the Michigan Business Network.